it's back to a cut. Yeah. <laughs> back for another week. You're tuned into Back to a Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo. Here as always with maybe potential Ime Aduko Dada, Jake Eisenberg. Very, very good. You always, you always catch me off guard with these intros, especially <laughs> lately. Um, no, nah, look, mate, the Bulls, your Bulls, they got us back on track. We had to, we had to blow the lead, but now back on track. We took down Heat culture. Six uh, nine, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum's back in, back in action. Don't you was worry it, about us. Was that the game where Kyle Lowry laid a big fat egg? No, that was uh, against uh, Utah. Oh, uh, yeah. No. That was yesterday. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, Denver. Sorry, the um, the WWE mate game. Yeah, <laughs> Which the heat we game were... was a big game though, right? Because wasn't Tatum really bad in that game? Yeah, he he was like, yeah, he was. Well, he was bad he, again. Just couldn't get anything to go. Um, but their their defense was just like on another level. Just wanted to slide a Tatum thing in there, but it's yeah, like... no, I, I, I know. He was he he was he yeah. The monsters had his powers for a little while there. Uh, so hopefully he's back and back in action. And yeah, that's me. Questioning Jake there, you would have heard <laughs> uh, maybe bigger Bulls believer than me, Matt Beatty. Mate, I'm on the Bulls bandwagon. <laughs> You're dragging me they, on it. <laughs> They're one of the juiciest teams in the league. I've watched more Bulls this season than the last two seasons combined. Since and Michael Jordan played. The, the last dance, it's, it's all the vibes are good <laughs> in Chi-Town. You know what? I like obviously the last dance has nothing to do with it, but something about that series did reinvigorate Chicago. I feel. Anyway, discussion for another day. I was going to say, how do you how do you know? Well, I don't. I just like since it came out, Zach Levine's been more pumped, and the Bulls got like this. We want to represent the Bulls attitude <laughs> about them. I don't know. It it, it should have it, sh- yeah. it should have inspired Chicago. Inspired me. Lonzo and Caruso are texting. Yeah. You watching this, man? You watching it? We got to go and be a part of this. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, there is continuing just to be the weird Scotty Pippen stuff that are coming out, like just every couple of weeks. I kind it's, of feel feel bad for him, but it seems yeah. like he it, he's not really in control of what's yeah. going on at the moment. Yeah, it doesn't appear that he's got anyone around him. It's like, yeah, dude, like just let it go. It's, yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit of a bummer. But um, good thing Jordan Jordan's the bigger man. He's he's not he's not clapping back and being like Yeah, well, like credit to him. Anytime yeah. anyone brings up Scotty with him, he will yeah. always credit Scotty. Like without Scotty, there is no Michael Jordan. Well, that was the like thing, that. weird thing about the like, in the last dance. He was like, with there without Scotty Pippen, there was there is no Michael Jordan. Yeah, and so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Scotty's. I, I think d- having it. I do get it though. Like that was one positive line he said about Scotty. But then the series had a whole episode which pretty much painted Scotty to be like a whinger and not a team player and all that kind of stuff, which did happen. It well, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. But, you know, he probably forgot about all that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, made it yeah. resurface. And Scotty's like, you know, there's no Michael Jordan without Scotty Pippen. But, like, MJ was pretty much MJ before Scotty Pippen arrived. Yeah. Like, Scotty Larry, definitely helped. Larry Bird called him God. Yeah, there was a lot of... He was pretty good beforehand. Um, Anyway, to kick in, let's go straight into our newest regular segment, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week. We've got to get some sound effects. Yeah, we've got to get a theme song for that. (laughs) What do do we we play? Waltzing Matilda. Yeah, I don't know. 
Is it the Olympic that. theme or something? I well, maybe know. the like the just the intro of um, Men at Work. Yeah, it's got to be some copyright. I don't know how that works. But. We'll sit on it. Next step. Yeah. Next step. Not this yeah. one, fam, but next step. We'll, yeah, um, we'll have something new. Um, but of course, it can only be one guy this week. As always, it's been pretty easy for us to pick these so far. There's mm. been a front runner most weeks. But it's got to be Matisse Thibault absolutely locking mm. the shit down of the three-point line at Philadelphia. He is getting steals and blocks like they're going out of fashion. I mean, your boy Zach Levine was having a good old season until he ran into yeah. to Matisse Thibault. Uh, yeah, he um, Sam Bassini on Twitter put together like a full 60-second clip of all of the Thibault moments from the Bulls game. And, man... 90-foot chase-down blocks. Yeah, it's crazy. The, the guy is um, unreal. He's third in the league in steals. Only player, um, him and Caruso, to be playing under um, 30 minutes per game and to have that many steals. And Thibault's the only player to be both in the top 12 of steals and blocks. Yeah. And to be and doing that under 30 minutes is nuts. I almost feel as if he's trending up as well, like... He's starting to get a bit more consistent game time. First couple mm-hmm. of the games of the year is a bit up and down. Like, I can definitely see those numbers growing and stabilizing. Somewhere, let's call it two steals, one and a half blocks. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, and like, I feel like some players, like, you know, Miles Turner are always at the top of the league in blocks, but they're, they're centers, protecting they're Russell the Westbrook paint. <laughs> type stats. Dybul's. Seibel's steals and blocks are like leading to transition opportunities all the time. He, like he, he 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 tips it to himself and they're off to the races, or it's to a teammate and there, and he's finishing it, finishing the play, or getting out and running. It's he's super fun, um, and just doing Australia proud in general. Yeah, he makes he makes defense look easy, um, which in the NBA, <laughs> it's no small feat. No, Beatty, feeling good, proud to be a Thibel. Mate, it's, I mean, it, it, it gives us a reason to still watch Philly, right? Mm. Philly been good. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep the Australian spin on this and yeah. why would I want to watch this team? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, here's, here's, yeah. here's, a, here's a bronze medalist from the Olympics. That's why exactly. I want to watch this team. Exactly. That's that, right. that team could have had a couple of bronze medalists from memory, but um, just the one. And uh, he's locking it down to start the season. But, no, yeah, he's a beast. We've got to try and get him more minutes somehow. Get him in. Get him. I mean, he's already like ingrained in that rotation. But the more the more taste, the better. I say. I can see if his three becomes like, call oh, it absolutely. doesn't have to be elite, but just call it reliable. If his three gets to even like <sighs> Robert Covington three levels, he can start over Danny Green. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think it, it's just going to be something that we're going to keep saying, but. So far, you know, every year he's been – his first year was his best year at 35, 36%, and since then it's been much closer to 30 So mm-hmm. I hope so too, but I feel like you might just have to be – he's just like he's Andre Robinson until further notice, which is good, just still really good. But I don't know. I don't know how you fix the shot, and that's okay. That's right. Even without it, he did more than enough to earn Rose Gold Moment of the Week this oh, week. He makes sure. scoring two points about as exciting as it could possibly be. <laughs> and Beatty's right. We've got to stick with the Australian spin on that team. We're not from Cameroon or Turkey, yeah. which this team also. <laughs> 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 I 
Hey, Man. I just, I just want to point out, and, and you can listen back in our over unders episode. I shouted out Cork Mars, and everyone laughed at me. <laughs> just, just pointing that out. That sounds like something we would do. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, while we're while we're on the yeah. sixes, though, let's move straight in because speaking of over unders, we weren't so hot on them as a group coming into the season for obvious reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually picked the over. Because there was an element of maybe there's going to be some addition by subtraction with Ben offensively because he's not clogging up things. And to a degree, that's been true. It's been almost a reasonable team to watch offensively, and that's without Tobias Harris or Embiid in some games. And or Maxie's Simmons. has been great. Yeah, or Simmons, of course. Dude, they've, they've been incredible without Simmons, obviously. Harris has missed a bunch of time. And, I mean, now I think it's going to start to fall apart because now Bible and Embiid are also out with um, with COVID. But before that, man, they, they, they still have the best offensive rating in the in the league. Uh, the Embiid the plus shooters that can dribble and play make has been the best offense in the NBA. And that's with, with Embiid, not even Embiid. Oh, I mean, I mean every time we, 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 we kind of got glimpses of it, and obviously Seth Curry as well, but... Um, and Embiid hasn't hadn't even been that good. Like it, we hadn't seen MVB uh, for most of the season until the weekend, where he really went off for like thirty and ten against your Bulls. He um, single handedly beat the Bulls. Um, yeah, and that that's kind of it's things like this that makes me crash back down to earth in my hopes for them going back to the Bulls hot quick. Um, he got a huge block down the stretch which kind of swung the momentum to Philly's favor. He waved goodbye to the Chicago Yeah, fans. it was lovely. Yeah, it's, I loved it. Even as seeing Chicago go down, like, got to love that shit from Embiid. Um, but he's so good. Like, he's got <laughs> Maxi starting as point guard now. Oh, he's, yeah. And he's making Maxi look like a top 20 point guard in the league, top 15 point guard in the league. Like Maxi's Maxi's good, man. Yeah, yeah Maxi's good. Like it's not. It's. I, I think that's literally the recipe. You have an MVP caliber center, and you put a team of shooters around him, and and that's that's you're going to go far just with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know that like Maury wants to get a star back, but dude, if you turn Simmons into like two or three upgrades on the rotation, yeah. I man, this team. Yeah. Going places. Without getting too sidetracked into hypothetical yeah, trades, I totally agree with you. I, I really think that depth is, is – I mean, if you can have a bench that goes nine or ten deep, I know that the rotations in the playoffs don't usually go that deep. Yeah. But to have that luxury – Yeah, is, versatility, is different yeah, guys. And, and you, of course, you can't really account for who's going to be available, who's going to be injured, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But you're covering as many bases as possible by doing that. And I, 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 I totally agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like Philly's success or failure used to either bring me a lot of joy for the failures, which were much more commonplace than the successes, which would make me upset. Um, but now I I just have so much faith in their ability to crumble when the playoffs roll around that I can kind of just enjoy them. Um <laughs> Without worrying too much about yeah, you, you've really you're really resigned to them just not making a splash in the playoffs at all, are you? Yeah, I mean Embiid's already like kind of injured, and you don't and think you don't think the addition by subtraction will carry into the playoffs? Uh, yeah, look, you know, and then maybe, but in Doc, I don't trust Doc at all in the playoffs either. 
Um, you don't trust 2008 NBA championship <laughs> winning coach Doc Rivers. The Celtics should have. What, the, the Celtics won in spite of Doc. They went to game, they went to Game Seven every round until the finals. The fact that that team only got one championship is more, more Doc's fault than anyone else's fault. Um, man, that was a lot of slander. I did not expect to come out. Of that. Just, uh, Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I just don't. I'm not scared of them. I kind of I, I kind of lean a little bit more your way, Josh, in that I, I'm really leveling all of their postseason failures on on Simmons <laughs> to, a, to a great extent Fair. and I mean I'm I mean hey we might see it this year without him and, and Embiid crumbles and then that then then you've got some serious questions then obviously but I always saw it as they crumble because they're too one-dimensional and once they've come up against something that stops that there's no other where do you turn but honestly if Phoenix taught me anything last year it's that a balanced team that can trot out five, six different ways is better than a team that maybe has a higher ceiling but can only do it in one way. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, like yeah, Jack the Jazz in a way. Like the Jazz, like the Jazz. So by removing Ben, the honestly, we don't know what to expect because we've never seen Embiid carry Philly to the playoffs without Ben. Um, it could be a very different story. If watching them early this season has been anything to go by, they look a lot more free. A lot of those turnovers you'd see Ben driving into the paint, there's no one there, he just turns around, throws the ball away, that's gone. Mm. Um, and in that sense, that's a good thing. No, they got vibes too. Like, they got vibes. Even Drummond's loving it. I mean, does he, he doesn't get more quintessential Drummond. <laughs> and beats out for one game, they lose and he has 25 rebounds. It's just like, <laughs> which they weren't, you know, they were never going to, beat the Knicks without Simmons, Embiid, Harris, Dybul, like, good luck, you know. But um, good to see that he's just a walking fantasy superstar. In a way, though, he's almost exactly what you want to spell Joel Embiid because if Joel Embiid sits, you've got this guy coming in for him who's just going to bounce around going crazy for 10 minutes, tiring you out, and then you've got Embiid to deal with when he comes back. Yeah, look, he's he's a he's a good backup. It's pretty funny that he was making twenty mil, and now he's <laughs> yeah, he's a good backup. He's definitely making, not an all star starting stunner. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but it's a bummer now. They like they both had a bunch of guys get hit by COVID, and it sounds like Embiid and Harris are having like pretty tough it effects of COVID. And so, you know, as someone that you know roots for the Celtics and saw Tatum really struggle to get back to who he was. Last year, I worry about someone like Embiid, who already has issues getting, like, staying fit, yeah. and if he has troubles with COVID, I, and that's just a bummer, you know. Like, he's one of the, you know, the most fun guys to have, and obviously, if he's not right, then the Sixers are gonna are gonna struggle, even with this this hot start with him struggling. So, hopefully, that's that doesn't end up being like a, a story for the Sixers for the whole year. But I I worry as I saw that quite a lot for the Celtics last year. Definitely hope so too. But to close, fellas, just a quick, do you think this is sustainable or are we going to, But we'll call it COVID aside, we'll pretend that's not happening right now. Um, sustainable or we're in for the same? I, I, I think they're going to be good, man. I Like if I could do my over-unders again, I would probably change it to an over. At 50, obviously you, you, you're essentially gambling on Embiid's health. And I'm like, obviously we're early in the season, 
Mm. And I'm just I'm just being the optimist here and saying, well, Embiid's going to play enough games and mm. then that's going to be enough to push them over 50 wins. Yeah. I still... I, I, I like this, this team more in the way that they've been playing than other years. So kind of real, but also would still go under and, yeah, first round exit still for me. All right. Well, we, we will revisit this because I'm sure it'll be a theme as this season goes on. Um, particularly the longer Ben is out. Of course. Um, but moving on now, uh, I just want to talk about another big, tough center in the NBA, Nikola Jokic, mm. and uh, his brother, who have created a joint Twitter account to beef with the Morris twins, who, of course, uh, Jokic had a bit of a brawl with <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the weekend, on Monday. One of yeah, the yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't really get more physical than that in today's NBA. Yeah, that's like as firm as I've seen since. Well, Chris Paul and uh, Rondo and Ingram had that little dust up a couple years ago. That's probably the only one that comes to mind. Uh, yeah, but so what did you guys? So what did you guys think of it? So there's obviously the Jokic cheap shot at was bullshit. You've got the Morris. Started it, and it was a cheap shot as well. He should have turned his back. Where do you guys fall on on that whole oh, thing? I, I think one. I think the Celtics just they just they're crushing of the the Miami yes. mafia, Miami culture vibes. Let's go on Thursday. Just rocked Miami, and now they're in a bad mental place. That's right. They're and trying then, to get they trying to get the culture back by destroying throwing bows. Then they go into Denver, and then Denver just wipes the floor with them. That's and then right. Keith. It's it's a dog foul. It, it dog was a foul. bad foul. Like that was not a, a good foul. And I I think it was. I mean, obviously the reaction is not a good reaction either from from Jokic. But when you foul someone like that, you've got to expect that that that's a possibility that might happen. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm I am so on board Jokic here. Like yeah, if you're I'm if you're going to foul me like that, I'm going to hit you. And Jokic, I can tell you now, there's going to be a lot less guys throwing in dog fouls to him as the season goes on if he's going to come at him like that. I just don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that we're all on the same page here. I was kind of hoping someone might go the other way and say, yeah. "But like, that's um, no, awesome." Yeah, yeah. Who are we kidding you? Yeah, yeah. And and like, I don't know what they think of Jokic, like Eastern European Serbian dudes. I don't. I know the Morris brothers think they're tough, right? No, but, he didn't. He didn't think that one through. No, I don't think he did. And and that dude, that like you watched it in slow mo from a few different angles, and he he launched. Elbow, ribs, knee to knees, like it was, it was a big hit. And then he tweets like, um, "Oh, hit the hit me from when my, my back's turned." And he literally cheap shots him, instantly turns around. Like there was not, there was not a moment in between him turning around and Jokic launching at him. It's like you're really going to clock Jokic and then walk away strutting. What do you think is going to happen? We've we've seen Jokic kind of see red before, uh, yeah. And then and then did you see? Um, the Jokic brothers, he's got two of them, one of which is a, I'm not sure if it's a kickboxer or a mixed martial artist, one of the two. Um, but we've seen these dudes, but they're also seven foot tall. Yeah. They created they created a Twitter account called at Jokic Brothers <laughs> to reply to the Morris Brothers tweets, just get into the Twitter beef. Have they got the blue tick yet? Like, is it, are we still too <laughs> yeah, early yeah, on? Or? It's so good. They've got no profile picture. They've just said at Jokic Brothers and they even signed off the tweet. 
Jokic brothers. I'm pretty sure it's Jokic bros. <laughs> yes, something like that. And mate, give me give me Jokic brothers over the Morris brothers in four. Like, oh, yeah, clean sweep. S- sweet, not even not even gentleman's sweep. No doubt about it. No, it's yeah. great, man. Like Jokic just told the whole NBA, if you're gonna come, come. Yeah. Don't don't just pussyfoot around. It's awesome. Yeah. I love One it. One game suspension for Jokic, fine for Morris. Uh, I feel like they both should have been suspended. Really, like he was kind of yeah, hundred percent. I, I assume that they're just suspending him because it was a retaliation, regardless of what kind of yeah. retaliation he retaliated. Did did we? Did you see Jimmy? Like, you bring this shit to the back. Like trying to do the classic, <laughs> I'll meet you in the back thing. Uh, I did. I didn't. Fakest but... tough guy in the league, man. Yeah, man. Fakest tough guy in the league. Like. You had a chance to go up to him in the middle of the scrum, and then all now you're getting held back by security and the whole thing. Nah, Jimmy's not an idiot. He's not. He's not going to go yeah. up to pissed yeah. off Jokic that just floored Keith. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, I, I think maybe my favorite part of the whole thing was like Tyler Hero was the closest one, and he just he takes one step towards him and goes, "Nah, that's <laughs> I'm cool," and like that's probably for the best. Exciting though. Exciting. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Probably maybe. It's either the most exciting moment of the week or second to what I'm about to segue into Steph Curry's 50.10 assist masterpiece yesterday. 33 years old. I'm pretty sure he's the oldest guy to ever do that. Mate, I mean, I, I, I watched this full game after I got, um, Got back from jujitsu. Actually, I should have. I mean, I'm ready to, to take on you know, either Morris or yeah, or Jokic uh, after <laughs> after my two weeks of jujitsu. Um, and man, like even uh, my girlfriend Lucy, she's like, I haven't gotten to watch Steph lately, and I'm like, well, you're in for a treat because I, I haven't watched it, but I know Steph goes off for 50 points, and this is one of the one of the games of the year for me. Like, it ended up being a blowout, but you had Steph and Trey dueling it out. In the in the first half, I think Trey had like twenty plus in the first half, and it was. I mean, I know the the comparisons are not identical, but you had some very Steph esque stuff by by Trey in the first half, and you kind of had the obviously the OG and Steph and the the new age Trey coming into Oracle, or I guess the Chase Center now, um, and it was vintage, right? Fifty points, seven rebounds, ten assists. He looks I mean, pretty much on. as good as I've ever seen him look. Oh, this is peak, peak, yeah. peak of his powers, no doubt about it. Yeah, he, honestly, he looks like a wizard when he's playing. Like he dribbles the ball up, and all these defenders have all their eyes on him, and he can just, you know, throw it over there and cut a screen to the other side of the court and pop it up with one hand, and he'll swish it. It's ridiculous. Does make you think, though, that little jewel, Trey Young, is what ten years. Younger than Steph. Like, yeah. imagine when he's 30, 31 years old. He's going to be doing some wild shit. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Trey's, Trey's already, you know, into that top three, four kind of point guard range anyway. Like, um, Beatty, I know you're a big Steph I, guy. I, I think Steph's on course for a scoring title. I think he's on course for MVP if, 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 if it keeps up. Like, I, I was worried about the Warriors at the start of the year. And uh, they've changed my mind after two or two or three weeks. And obviously, we still haven't seen Clay yet. But 
whatever they've got going at the moment, some of the ads that they, they brought in, you know, Porter's been good, Iguodala's come All back All of in the ads have been good. Beat. Yeah, like they're just, yeah, they're, they're a good team, really good they're, team. They, they are well, the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah. First in defense, first in net rating, fifth in offense, first in assist percentage, fifth in rebounding. Like, like name the stat, these guys are in the top five. It's unbelievable. Like this, all, this, this system and culture that Steph, Trey, Clay, and Kerr have—not just from like a you know work hard kind of perspective, heat culture—but I mean that the way that they play, every player on the team knows you cut as hard as you can, you move without the ball, you're setting screens like, and so when players have the ball, they know that players are cutting. Like everybody is playing this pass, cut, screen in um, style of basketball. It's it's infective. Like no other team plays like this. Like I wish the Celtics. had I don't know if any other team can. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think when you have Draymond and, and Steph doing this, you've got two guys that know where to be, how to how to play this way. Um, they're yeah, they're credit they're the to best cr- watch in the NBA. Definitely, and credit to Draymond Green as well, because as much as Steph is absolutely going off. Draymond is playing the best basketball he has in so long. I honestly do think he might be the best non-scorer. Full stop. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever. I mean, he's, he's even offensively kind of doing a little bit more this year. But like for a Definitely. guy that, yeah, for a guy that averages under ten points, like. It's crazy it, though. Like yeah. he absolutely dominates the entire game, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. He doesn't even have to score the ball. Like it's no. mind blowing. And they've got Wiggins and Poole. And how about Gary Payton Jr. too? Oh my god! How cool! How good is he? Yeah, Most fun player. We're unlucky he's not Aussie, or he would have got Rose Gold oh, moment god. of the week. Mate, yeah, and yeah, another guy that doesn't need to score. I mean, he was in Trey's jersey as much as he can be. Trey's going to get his, but and doing everything, offensive rebounding, diving loose balls, like just the energy. And he's already folk hero in yeah, they love him. Chase, like it's awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what did um what did Gary Payton say? Like, I, so, I think I think the milkman was coming yeah, around. Oh visit. my god! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where too... he got that athleticism yeah. from. <laughs> Gary, man, <laughs> come on now, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's um. They're the best. They're the best watch in the NBA. Like if I ever don't know who to watch, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Warriors. The Warriors are I don't playing. care who they're playing. Yeah, I saw um, them unfortunately versus the Pelicans, which is like probably right now the most one-sided match you can make in the NBA. I've never made a better bet in my life. <laughs> in there under, never once. I would, yeah, never would. Wish I would have loaded the boat, but um, but yeah, no. They're um, no matter who they're playing, and so I mean, you never know how someone's going to come back, obviously, from two major injuries like that. Um, you've got, on one hand, the Kevin Durant stories, and then you've got, on the other hand, the Gordon Hayward kind of situation where it took him two years to get back to who he was. Um, I, yeah, I, don't hate, I don't love getting into the pure hooper versus basketball player conversation, but uh, I feel like Clay's one of those guys where it doesn't really matter. He's just going to roll the ball out and he's going to knock down 10 threes. I, I think in Clay's case, it certainly doesn't hurt that he does most of his damage without the ball. Like, he can certainly yeah. still run around screens. 
cut. Yeah. I well, mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I think that's yeah. probably part of the concern at the same time, given the two injuries. Like, the, obviously, you would, uh, I guess, expect athleticism to be affected by those injuries, right? And that's, you know, those sorts of things that you're describing. They're athletic plays in basketball. So, I, I mean, ultimately, the dude can shoot. And if you can shoot, he's going to have a role in the NBA. And, and I think he'll come back and he'll probably be fine. I mean, the, the KD thing is like, like everyone looks looks back at that and be like, this guy's now still the best player in the league. He hasn't. He hasn't I've still yeah, never like, seen anything like KD's. Is, I don't, is he better? I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> it's pretty and, wild. And obviously, Clay's a, a different kind of player, but I, I think if there's any system and any environment where he's just going to come back in and, and look amazing, it's it's this one. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. Credit to yeah. Jake's point earlier, how plug and play it is for everyone, down to the rookies on this team. Oh the rookies can make cuts and Ooh. passes. I don't know. Kamingo had a seven minute stint yesterday that went very badly. Um, and that's going to happen, but you know what I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you know you're right, and that, that's you know that that was like he's called like 50 minutes in the NBA. Call it inexperienced players, maybe not rookies, sure. but essentially you can get any old guy with skills, and he can be useful to this mm. team. And Clay's got a even if he can't dribble or run or whatever, if all he has to do is shoot, and this team has got a role for him, he doesn't mm. have to be old Clay. He just has to shoot. I'm really interested to see what happens with the Wiseman thing because he's obviously not back either. Um, and on the broadcast, they're like, oh, you, you know, you think about what this team could be when you add in Clay and Wiseman. And I'm like, I get what you mean from Clay's perspective, but we have not seen Wiseman be an impactful NBA player yet. Um, he has skills, though. Of course, he has skills, but like part of his issue was kind of the mental side of it last year. Like he's got the athleticism and the, the skill for a seven footer, but to play in this system, while yes, Everybody seems to be picking it up. I do think it takes a, a certain level of basketball IQ to really flourish in this in this environment, and I and don't think we saw that last year. That's why Kevin Looney's so effective on this team because yeah, dude can't like he's not fast, he's not a high jumper oh, or anything like that, but he's so smart. I just thought about the time lord on this team, and it would just be <laughs> nasty. So. Well, lucky he's yours. Yeah, but, you know, I'm almost willing to sacrifice it just to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other thing, DJ. right, they've they, they started 9-1. and one. Yeah. There's absolutely no rush to bring Clay back. Anytime. No, no so rush they, at all. Not at all. Not at all. As long as he's back with, you know, as long as he's starting to play with half a season to go, that's plenty of time. Yeah, look, exactly. And J- January was always kind of what they laid out there. So, yeah, why would you? Like, it's... It makes no sense to do that otherwise. So, although um, I, I am one hundred percent here for Clay's return to be oh a seven-point explosion or something. Please, like <laughs> please, and I have like just the Warriors being good is just it's there's great. Nothing, there's nothing better. It's great, yeah. Nothing I'm not a, I'm not a Warriors fan, but this is my favorite dynasty ever, pretty much. Yeah. Well, other other than really, the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, but like of you know, we're all in our mid to late twenties, like. We've had, you know, we kind of had this, the Lakers in our very early age and then you know, Celtics, Lakers in the late 2000s and then the Heat the Spurs. and then the Warriors. Spurs, the sorry. Warriors. Spurs. But yeah, this is by far the most fun. I just wish, I kind of wish KD, this is a whole other conversation I need to get into. <laughs> like, kind of wish KD never kind of got in there to, to mess around with it. But um, no, nah, th- th- yeah. it was good because it created this re- it return yeah. narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all part of the story. Embrace yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. um, um, all right. 
that's enough about the Warriors. They're fantastic. We know this. Uh, before we wrap up, though, do you want to touch on a couple of last things? One being we previewed the Backdoor Cup Bowl. I think mm. it was last week or maybe the week before. Yeah, last week. Um, and it's over and the Bulls absolutely spanked your little Celtics, Jake. Oh, spanked. <laughs> spanked. Like they, did they collapse? Did they make history by being the only team to be up more than 14 to start the fourth quarter to also lose by 14? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. That's your but, record now. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're four and six, but I have to thank you. Oh, yeah, because straight you the ship. The, you got the Celtics back on track. Um, but I, I still think that my analysis played out because we went up 20. Let's not forget. We went up 20. You had nothing for, for our big wings. Um, we, were on, we were on top of you. And then, um, yeah, we fell apart. Fell apart defensively. We did not grab a single defensive rebound in the entire fourth quarter. Really? Not one. That I didn't know. How is that now, even possible? Well, two things. One, you guys didn't miss a shot really. <laughs> so there's not many to go around. And two, the switching defense where they were still switching absolutely everything led to, just led to so many offensive rebounds, which they've now kind of been more particular with how they're doing it. Um, but look, no, take it. You want to know. Um, <laughs> still two more to go. Yes, yeah, two more to go. Um, oh, man, how good would a, a backdoor cut playoff bowl be? Very good. I think in my memory we've not had one. Or was no, it, no not, the, not not since the inception of backdoor cut. Yeah, right. I think the yeah. last one was like Derrick Rose rookie. No, no, it was no. The, um, we were literally talking yeah. about this earlier. It was the Bulls. What well, would oh, have been right, that, that D yeah, Wade yeah. and, and yeah, Rondo Jimmy Butler was still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, the man, IT just just shy of BDC. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you you man, the Celtics just fucking can't stay out of the news. I swear, um, it's so annoying. Uh, yeah, so Marcus Smart, after that game, came out, said, the Jays need to pass more. I can only do so much standing in the corner. Just classic Marcus Smart stuff. Like, I mean, he played – the Marcus Smart on-court experience is the same as the off-court experience. You're going to get the winning plays, the hustle, this, the the diving on the floor, the odd clutch shot. But you're also going to get the brain explosions like we had where he fouled Luka Doncic um, with five seconds left on the shot clock and then – didn't give the Celtics a chance to get back, get the ball back, and then Doncic between our eyes two years in a row in Dallas. Um, but anyway, he comes out after the press conference in the press conference and just flying off the handle, just saying shit that isn't really making sense. Um, but it kind of was the message that needed to be said. Like they didn't necessarily need to pass more, but the way they needed to play kind of needed to, you know, have a look at it, get Tatum off the ball. Um, get everybody more involved. Uh, it was just the wrong kind of game because, like, if you went back and watched it, the Jays actually passed quite a lot, and they just the rest of the team was just bricking, bricking, bricking. Um, but since then, the defense has been awesome. They had one of the best defense performances of anybody in the league this year against Miami. Um, off a of back to back, destroyed Heat culture, um, and they're in shambles since then. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about the Celtics. Um, unfortunately, Jalen now out for two weeks at the Hammy, just continuing to like network. We have two clean health reports in a row, and that's that's all we get. Um, 
but yeah, man, you're you're the story of the season, Chicago Bulls. Although, how are you feeling? Like like you just well, I'm feeling good because we won. But like you just said, Celtics were up by 20 at one point, and that is actually something we pointed out in the preview: the fact that Patrick Williams was injured mm. and he's not going to be there to guard your big wings. Your big wings are going to give us lots of problems, which they did. Um, Celtics definitely aren't the only team in the league with good wings. So that's something the Bulls really need to figure out because, I mean, we can notch up all the regular season wins we want, but at some point you're going to have to stop the big wings. No, but in the East though, outside of the Celtics and the Bucks, I could see the Raptors giving Bulls trouble. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, and that's another story of the season. I'm, yeah. That was one of my best calls of the year. I think, yeah, Scotty probably. Barnes. Yeah, it was the Raptors being good. Um, early days still, mm. but... But man, but also Vucevic, right? So he's been awful. Well, no, he he hasn't been scoring well at all. But everything else has been doing great. He's been better defensively than I okay. thought he could be. He's been passing really well. Like a couple of games, he's finished with five or six assists. Um, and if Zach and DeRozan are going to score thirty points each every game, then I suppose that's fine. Look, you know what? If that's the, you probably have a better idea than I do. Um, but his shooting splits are atrocious. Yeah, like bad. I think, and but but that's almost a good thing, right? So he's shooting thirty eight percent from the floor, twenty six percent from three. Can only go up. I was going to say, like that's kind of a thing you don't really have to worry about. Like, I mean, for his career, right? I mean, he's he's safe th- as a house, right? Yeah, he's a bucket. Like that's what he does. You know, it was kind of like Tatum, right? He's and some of these other stars, Booker, Lillard. Some of these guys are struggling from from shooting. They're gonna they're gonna figure that part out. That's that's not a worry. You know what, though, Jake? There's a little bit of Al Horford about Vucevic. Ooh. He's not nearly as good defensively. Sure, yeah, um, I was going to say. Like, Al good. is really good defensively, but everything else, is, there's a lot of similarities for sure. Okay. I mean, look, that's that's glowing praise. MVP leader, Al mm. Horford. I am a fan. Uh, but, um, you know, the, look, the Bulls are another team that I really enjoy watching. Uh, for sure, like, for sure. The vibes are great. Outside of Golden State... Chicago might have one of the best vibes in the league right now. I've been completely wrong about DeRozan. He's been one of the best. He's probably been a top 10 player this year so far. He's shocked, he shocked me is what he's done. Like, I know he was good with San Antonio like, and put up numbers, but I just, in that context, I didn't look, I didn't watch a whole lot of San Antonio either. You know, so. he, he was really good with San Antonio, but he never, ever shot threes. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I think he finished with like 33s last season or something. Yeah. Um, so to see him just jack up like four a game now is almost bizarre. Is he up to no? He's up to two point three a game. It feels like more. Ah, okay. Some games he, he jacks up yeah. more than others. But he's shooting thirty nine percent. So and and like, I don't know. It's it's still early, and I wonder how sustainable some some of that stuff is that he's doing. Because like he at the end of close games, he has just been nails like mm. unreal. So Beatty, as our I, neutral, what do you reckon here? Who's going deeper? Uh, who's going I'm, deeper? Am I not? How am I not neutral? Who's going deeper? Come on! Uh, I mean, you, you still probably fancy the Celtics, right? Yes. But I, I mean, I don't. He's got. No, stu- I, I agree. I think so too. Baby's got Stockholm syndrome after all these years. This well, I think it's just by default because the rest of the East sucks bar like four teams. So it's it's this, oh, is, this is where we're at. This is good. Well, I mean, the Bulls is yeah. This is this is part of it's that, right? Good. This is a pleasant surprise. You know, whether or not. 
it's it's going to happen come playoffs time. Like I'm hopeful this team makes the playoffs. I, I totally echo the sentiment. I think they're one of the, the better teams to watch. And this is a team that I, I hadn't watched much in previous seasons because I didn't think that they were a very good, fun, very fun team, very good team to watch. I, I love Lonzo. I, I think the, the what point a revelation, of, man! He's I, so I, good. I think the point about the Rosen is like, I mean, the Spurs had some okay players, right? But like, he's got good players on this Bulls team. Yeah, right? he's got really good. Like, I mean, particularly dudes like Levine and and, and Lonzo, right? They, you, you have to guard them out there. You have to get so all of a sudden that opens everything up for DeRozan. So I think you can certainly make the case that this is the best team that DeRozan's played on in a very long time since some of those Raptors teams back yeah. in the day. Um, I do worry about their depth a little bit, like now that Pat's gone for the season. Yeah, I, that's obviously a, a concern. You know, yeah, I, but yeah, that's you know, that's a lot of teams. I, I mean, I don't like. I, I still don't think that this team is sort of. It's sort of still on the outside looking in at, at that maybe mm. that top three or top four in the East, um, but it, it's just more you know maybe they're they're on the cusp there there to go from not being a playoff team to mm. to that in one season uh, again it's 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 early in the season but yeah I I think everything so far has been trending upwards it's all good vibes yeah yeah and it's just it's just good give me the vibes of the Bulls like one they good crowd good obviously the last dance stuff we spoke about like. Give me, give me good balls, not bad balls. One um, not really spoken about thing that could boost the Bulls some point this season is the fact that Kobe White is still on the team, even though he's injured. Um, and he is kind of redundant to this team, in my opinion, now. Mm. So that that's a hell of a trade chip. Like, there's a lot of teams that could take a flyer on Kobe White. He was pretty much going toe-to-toe with Zach for parts of last season. Um, why I not? think hell of a trade chip is strong. But trade chip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like when I say hell of a trade chip, trade chip enough that we can get a wing defender to uh, yeah, yeah. fill in for Patrick Williams. For sure. A good That's one. A good, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, good times. Good times in Chicago. Hopefully better times ahead for in Beantown. We've got revenge against the Raptors tomorrow after getting there. Butts blowing off last week. So Raptors are a tough matchup right now, man. Oh yeah, and they know Jalen. You know Nick Nurse is going to come out just like boxing one shit on Tatum <laughs> kind of stuff. So what did KD say the other day? He's like, I, I like going against Nick Nurse because I know he's going to have some weird stuff for me the next day, which is a pretty cool thing to say. I like I like when KD gives good insight like that. Like Nick Nurse is really good, man. Like, yeah. Oh man, I, I, no, I no fully joke. expected the Raptors' ass to fall out this season, and. You hit the nail on the head. They've been swimming fine. I'll always hate him though from that Celtics series because he's the he's one of the he's got to be one of the top three whiniest coaches in the league. There's no not even close. And then he had that play where in the playoffs against Celtics, it may have been the double overtime game where he was on the court like in the corner, and the Celtics passed the ball to him, and it was like a big play, and we lost the game. Maybe it was a double overtime game, and he just like jumped backwards. And was like, oh shit, my bad. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and it should it should have it should have been a technical foul. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, so I'll never forgive him for that. But, yeah. <laughs> Dickhead. Yeah. And um, he and he and he played Kemba over his minutes restriction in the All Star game, and then now Kemba's never been the same. So, um, that's definitely what did it. That in the All Star game. Hey, it's like literally <laughs> that moment. Like, it, like before and after is night and day. You reckon? 
Anyway, it is like stati- you'll never know if that was what did it, but that statistically and like the timing of it all is exactly when it happened. Far out. Very yeah, interesting. Like Nick Ness. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good coach. Very good. Um, all right, that's really all I've got to talk about today, fellas. Do you have any sure. any closing bits? Anything you want to shout out? No, man. Good times. More ball ahead. Let's go. Cool. Well, in that case, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut, listener. Until next week. Peace.